Hello. Welcome back to Two Quacks. Quack, quack. Hello, everybody. I'm here, too. I'm <laughs> one of your hosts, Danielle. And I'm the other one. I'm the taller one and the one with a deeper voice. If you ever get confused, I'm the one that sounds like a guy, and she's the one that sounds like a girl. Well, I have a great topic for this week's podcast. Oh, we're jumping right in. Let's go. Relationships. <laughs> oh, God. And how fucking fun they are. <laughs> well, so I just want to tell you guys, it is Tuesday. Normally, we record these on Sunday. Um, we tried to Saturday night because Sunday I knew I was going to hang out with my family. And Tyler over here, I wanted, so I don't know if you've ever listened to Joe Santagato's podcast, The Basement Yard. It's great. Go listen to it. It's awesome. But listen to us first. Yeah. Let me just break it down for you. Saturday night, we do the podcast. I'm talking and I just want to like roll. I just want to go with it. I just want to like see where talking gets us. And then Tyler has to stop it when I'm on a roll and in a great mood. Yeah, what was that noise? I'm sorry. I keep forgetting to mute my computer. <laughs> so I'm on a roll, and then all of a sudden Tyler's like, wait, but I can't do this. We need some kind of topic, some kind of structure. We need to structure our podcasts. And I'm like, well, last week's was like a little too much information. I just kind of want this one to be easy, breezy, beautiful, cover girl. And he can't do that. I Guess need- what he fucking just said. <laughs> Hey, babe, let's just start rolling. Let's just, like, go and see where it takes us. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? I'm a changed man. What can I say? No. Okay. <laughs> Very good. This is the, the realness of relationships, folks. But we do have something to talk about today. I, do we? I, I do need a little structure. I do need a little bit of planning in my life. I'm already done with your <laughs> shit. It's 8 a.m. and I'm done with your shit. Well, it's a tough because it's so cold in here. The thermostat says 70, but it feels like 20. And Danny's hostility towards me makes it feel even colder. I do have, I do, it's not, it's not the theme or the topic of today's show, but I do have a great story. So I've been having some wonderful issues with my Jeep for, for a long time. And uh, it's been quite the saga over the last, it's been like six months now, right? August is when it started. Yeah. Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, good. Um, we're recording over a pile of pillows, so we have to communicate via walkie-talkie in order to... I'm also trying to, like, enjoy my breakfast. I can't... Oh. I'm not speaking sometimes. <laughs> um, so I've had this this ongoing saga with my Jeep, and the engine blew on it uh, because Chrysler makes such awesome products, which which is tough. It, which, and I will say, whenever you hear someone go, you know, oh, my engine blew in my car, I had to replace my engine, you'd think that... That person would drive crazy and reckless, but I, as Danny can attest to, am like the a s- grandfather. I am the slowest about to croak. Okay, I am the slowest <laughs> driver in the world. I, 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 I don't want to pay insurance. I don't want to pay my insurance deductible if I hit something. So I, uh, I drive nice and slow, and I listen to my podcast, and it's, uh, it's kind of a meditative journey for me, but. Um, so I've had this, this crazy saga and I thought I was kind of good and I had to, to turn the Jeep back in again yesterday for some more repairs and they gave me a rental and up here in Connecticut, the, we had a kind of a crazy ice storm 
and the all the rental cars were covered in snow and ice. Which, by the way, when you're trying to inspect a car, I asked the guy, I was like, uh, how am I supposed to inspect a car if it's covered in a sheet of ice? And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll do the best that we can. I was like, oh, that makes me feel really good. So they gave me the choice, and he was like, oh, I can set you up on a Dodge Charger. I was like, ah, oh, that sounds great. You know, living in New England in the winter, why not? And so we looked at it, and we went out to the back, and we're trying to find it, and we can't find it at all. And the guy's like, um, he goes, I think it's this car under this huge pile of ice and snow. And we kind of looked around, and we kind of dug it, dug it out a little bit. And he was like, yep, that's the one. So instead, I got placed into a minivan. And let me tell you something about minivans. They are the greatest gift to mankind. They are the most luxurious and most practical vehicle in the world. And I've driven a Jeep for the last four years, and it's been been wonderful. I think it's a pretty cool car, right? Wouldn't you say that as you take a bite of your smoothie? No. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, it's it's cooler than a minivan, but I will say that you have not lived until you have tried a heated steering wheel. It is absolutely amazing. My Jeep is kind of it's it it rides like a truck. It's bumpy. The suspension is terrible. It's got three knobs in the front of the car. It's, you know, bare minimum. It's great. It's awesome. It's a it's a man's car, I would say. It's a dad's car. Okay, so apparently all I drive is dad cars are dad cars. But yeah. um so so this this minivan I've been driving and I come home yesterday from and she, I, I I got home before Danny left for work and I pull into the driveway in this 2019 Dodge minivan. And Danny is happens to be walking out to her car to start up her car before she leaves for work. And I get out of the car and she just loses it. And when I mean loses it, she like laughs for like a minute straight over the sight of me climbing out of a minivan. But no, but you should have seen the look on his face whenever he stepped out of the <laughs> minivan. He was just like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, I'm the man. Well, see, here's the thing. I think when you're in high school... It's, you know, and, and, and when you're getting your first car, you want it to be this really cool, super awesome Jeep Wrangler or big pickup truck. I think for guys, at least, they want it to be this really cool car they can pick up chicks in. I think as you get older, you start to realize, one, you know, functionality beats coolness. And having a car that's reliable and dependable and has a lot of pocket holders, cup holders, whatever they're called. And storage space beats a cool, you know, Camaro, Mustang, whatever the cool cars are these days. No. Those aren't cool cars? No, it just functionality doesn't beat a car like that. I think it does. Because let me tell you something about a minivan. If I wanted to today, I could go to Costco or Target and pick up at least a year's worth supply of toilet paper or paper towels. And I could fit everything in the back. You could fit an entire... Basically, minivans, you could fit an entire... You could fit like three families in a minivan. We went out last night with some friends. And we all piled into the minivan. And there was just an abundance of room. And it was a lot of fun. And there's lighting on the roof. It's like a little club. It's almost like a limo. But a little bit boxier. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Danny doesn't support my, my mission to educate America on the cool uses of minivans. Well, don't stop there. Tell everyone what you call it. Oh, okay. So I call it the Swagger Wagon. Because in the last six months, I've driven a minivan because of my entire saga with my Jeep. I have probably like a month now. I mean, this is my second time with a minivan, and it's wonderful heated, heated steering wheel. 
and it's going to be about a month total in the last six months of driving a minivan. It's just practical. It really is. It's great. It, it, the, full, the seats fold up into the car somehow. It's like a transformer. It, you can fit everything you've ever wanted to fit in a car. There's all sorts of cargo space. All of that. What's really cool, what I also really like, is I'm not the cleanest person. So the front, there's like these two, there's the center console, and there's two big, like, kind of buckets to put stuff in, like your car keys. Well, now you put those in the, the ignition, but you put your wallet or your phone or whatever the case is. And both of them have sliding covers. So you can, whatever mess you have in there, your gum, your chapstick, your whatever, you can close it and the mess disappears. And I think that is fantastic. So I would encourage anybody, if you're looking at buying a new car, I've done all the research um, with minivans. I would recommend the Toyota. I think it's the Toyota Sienna. Um, that seems to be the, the best, most functional, and most dependable minivan there is. If you got to go with, if you have a little bit more cash on hand, I would suggest the Chrysler Pacifica. Danny's looking at me like I'm, I'm nuts, which I am, but I just think I preach function over Meanwhile. coolness. I work at a luxury car dealership. <laughs> so. Yeah, I could never show up to, to your place of work with the minivan. I think I'd be laughed out of there. But yeah. But I think it's cool. I think it's cool. And I think that uh, big, awesome, crazy trucks, as much as I love them, are, are overrated. I think having a, a Honda CRV or a minivan is the way to go. My brother just got a Honda CRV. He loves it, it's awesome. He thinks it's really cool. And he's a teenager. I'm sure he would rather have a Jeep Wrangler, but, you know, it is what it is. So that's my little story with minivans. If you're in the market for a new car, just give it a test drive. It'll be the best ride of your life. And uh, once you go minivan, you never go back. Yeah, why don't you talk about the book that you're reading and what I did to the cover of the book. So I just started reading Rachel Hollis's new book. And it's called Girl, Wash Your Face. Well, except she has a new one that just came out, too. It's like, girl, stop apologizing or something like that. And I'm really excited to read that one. But I'm still on the girl wash your face level. I just started reading it. And so far, it's awesome. I'm like 30 pages deep. but it's What's it about? Because awesome. the, the, the title, girl wash your face, you know, the, the average passerby might think that's about skincare. But what is it actually about? So each chapter is a lie that she's told herself. So the the book starts out with her introduction of the book and it's like to change we need to change how we think and to change how we think we need to know that everything we've told ourselves up to this point has been a lie. So each chapter has been a lie that she told herself and then it share she shares like a story of when she believed that and then what she's done to overcome that lie. That's kind of a cool format. I like that. I like that better than just, you know, because it's kind of more relatable than if you just say this is, these are three things that you're doing wrong or this is what you should do to change your life. But if you can make it more relatable, I like that a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she's, and that's how she's grown to be the person she is now. She even says too, like on her podcast, I love her podcast. She talks about. Which is called what? Rise. There's Rise and then there's Rise Together where she has a podcast with her husband. Um, we basically just promote other people's podcasts. On yeah, our own. but I got to tell you, I'm a little skeptical. I'm still trying to figure her out. Like, I love her to death. So Arbon every year has this event in Vegas. It's like a huge 
like meeting. It's like a they call it a business meeting, but it's really not. It's like it's like a convention, right? Yeah. So we go to what what's the MGM? Is that in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's the one in Las Vegas. So we we stay at MGM. Thousands of girls in Arbonne go to this um, convention. All the the girls and guys at the top of the company come and talk. And then we also have guest speakers. The guest speaker this year is Rachel Hollis, which I'm pumped about. But when I've listened to her podcast, so she spent 12 years like building up this huge company. And... Then all of a sudden, like, her husband was miserable at his job. I guess he was, like, the president or something of Disney, which, first of all, is insane. And how could you hate your job if you're president of Disney? You're surrounded by fun and joy. Yeah. Like, come on, man. man. Go eat a Mickey Mouse popsicle. But don't eat Mickey Mouse. No. Because the kids would be very mad at you. Um, But, yeah, he was just, like, you know... She was making all these changes to herself, and he was not there with her. Like, he was not doing the same thing. So here she was changing and succeeding and growing as a person. And he, you know, whenever you see people around you growing and becoming successful and changing their lives, and you're really, like, not making those steps, you look at people like, ugh, Like, how dare they? Like, that was kind of how they seemed she was doing all this growing and he really wasn't. And he was staying at this job that made him miserable and all this stuff. So, Which which can can invoke a lot of jealousy, I think, in relationships. Yeah. If you have one person who's either succeeding, whether it be with financially, right? Like at a job or um, in their career, in their their career, or even, even just personally, if you're having great success with weight, you know, I don't know, weight loss or personal development in some area and the other person isn't or doesn't have that motivation to grow with you. Yeah, I think that can definitely cause some problems in the relationship. Yeah, so so she had to like really sit him down and be like, you know, if we keep going at this rate, we're not going to be together in a couple years. So there needs to be a change. Her, their change was that um, she was just going to hand him over the company. They made a deal. He was going to leave Disney. But he said, you know, if I leave, like the only other thing I'd want to do is be a CEO of a company. Because if you're going to leave like a job like being the president of Disney, like that's the next step. Like that's where you go from there is like being a CEO. Like other companies would ask him to be their CEO. So she's like, okay, why don't you come to work at my company and you can be the CEO. And I'm just like... Girl, you preach, (laughs) like, she's basically, like, a feminist in a way, like, not, like, a crazy, like, she just, like... She's not far out there, but, yeah, yeah, I know what you Yeah, she's not, like, extreme feminist, but she definitely has, like, I mean, she, her main client or her main person that, like, is following her and loves her are moms and are... Women. So she always has these live events for women. And I'm just sitting there listening to this and I'm just like, how can you preach to women that you need to work hard and you need to do all this stuff, but then hand your company over to your husband? Because he's unhappy. Yeah. 
That, that's like, not- that's a huge sacrifice that she did, but at the same time, that's just like, like, I'm looking at it like, if that was my company, I'd be like... You wouldn't give it to me? You wouldn't make me this? Hell no. <laughs> if I worked 12 years, 12 damn years at a business, I would not just hand that over to you. But, you know, then she goes in to say, you know, I, like, I was talking to... She was like, I I talked to a girlfriend about this, and she's like, my girlfriend was just like, you know, make a list. What are the things you like to do, and what are the things you don't like to do? And if those things that you like to do are CEO, then do this, like, stay CEO. But if the things that you like to do aren't necessarily CEO, like, in the CEO description, then just let it go. And I guess she said that, like, a lot of the stuff that she likes to do is not what the typical CEO does. So, and he even went into in a different podcast to describe like what he does. He's just like, he tries to create order around her ideas. So she's still in creative control, but I don't know. He's now the, the head of it. Like she's still the face of it, but he's the head. Well, it's, it's tough to judge a relationship or, or, or something like that, not knowing them personally or anything like that. But I, I do think it kind of screams a little bit, just again, from the outside, from the limited knowledge that we have and that I'm hearing, it, it definitely sounds like she tried to fix his problem by jumping in and, and giving him that control to kind of make him feel better, which I don't know necessarily if that's the healthiest thing to do in a relationship. I think it's good to guide somebody, but it's not always good to step in and fix their problems for them. I still love her to death. I'm not trying to bash Rachel. Right, right, right. She, she's the shit. She's awesome. But um, you do just kind of wonder, like, what happens. Like, there's always stuff you don't see in relationships. Like, there's always, like, you don't know a relationship unless you're in it. Right. And you just kind of wonder, like, how, if they, because you, you, the way she talked about it on the podcast, like, she still struggles with that. And she was still talking about how, like, her ego took a huge hit doing that. And how she's still, like, like, he's getting invited on business trips that other men are going on. And she, like, wants to be happy for him. And she lets him be happy, like, and lets him go on these vacations with these guys. But at the same time, she's just like, I want to be going. Like, I was the head of my company. Why am I not going? And I just think that's, like, that's rough. Well, it's it's tough just you and me sometimes doing a podcast. I mean, we're brand new off the ground, but we still have to – we're still figuring it out of how to make decisions together, how to both be equal partners in it. I've definitely struggled with that, with keeping us both on the same page and, and being total equal partners in the podcast to, to start, I think it's definitely a learning experience. And that's not necessarily a reflection on us, just I think in general that working together with a spouse, with family, and I have a lot of experience working with my own family, and it's not easy. It's tough. I've done work with... Um, you know, my own family business and it's, it's, there's been some, there's always tough parts of it. And that's whenever someone says don't work with your family, there are, are certainly aspects of it that are difficult. And there are also aspects of it that are awesome. And I'm sure that Rachel and her husband have a lot of awesome moments as well, but it's, it's not easy. It's definitely tough. If you don't have the relationship for it, you don't have the communication. I think you can really struggle. So yeah, true that. but that's awesome. I'm glad you're, you're liking the book. I'm glad it's, 
Um, I'm, I'm currently reading a book called The Gratitude Jur- Journal? Gra- no, Gratitude Diaries, um, which I highly recommend for anyone. Uh, it's, it's such an awesome book. It's about kind of using the practice of being grateful in your day-to-day life and using that to affect all areas with your relationship, with your, uh, with your, with your spouse, your partner, your family, your friends, um, how to use gratefulness to impact your job, your health, uh, your finances. There's a lot of really cool areas. I'd really, really recommend it. It's one of the, I haven't finished it yet. I've been, this last week and a half has been kind of crazy and all over the place and working a lot. So I haven't really had time to sit down and, and really kind of get through the book but there's so many good tips in it. There's so many eye-opening. It's the best $13 that you'll spend. If there's anything you'd want to do in 2019, I would recommend, I think we would recommend, Girl, Wash Your Face and uh, The Gratitude Diaries. They're both really good books. Yeah, I'm also starting to read The Best of Us, too, which I immediately got because it was sad. And you know me. I just love sad things just because... You like sad things and you like scary things. And the yeah. problem with both is that I'm the one that you turn to after you finish reading or watching them, especially the scary movies. She'll watch... So, so okay, so I watch <laughs> scary movies. And, yeah, they scare me, but I have never been more scared than when I finished oh a Stephen God. King book. Oh, my God. So, Pet Cemetery is coming out in April. Well, I read the book. That shit is going to be fucking terrifying. That trailer looks terrifying. There's one thing that gets me. There's one thing that really scares me. What? Masks. I don't like masks. There's not a lot that will like get me kind of freaked out. There's not a mask. Oh, well, I guess the kids The are... kids masks when they're yeah. like if you watch the trailer there's there's this part where the kids are like walking through the woods and there's like this drum beat and they've got on these animal masks and I just don't like masks. I just don't. So if you want to scare me, there you go. Yeah, I don't really think that's going to be like a huge part of it though unless they're like changing that part of it to make it more scary. But like the book, like it talked about kids going to the pet cemetery but it really wasn't like they saw these kids in these masks, which is like bizarre that you're seeing these kids in these masks. It just freaks me out. I don't understand why. You, you show me a clown. I've watched a ton of stuff too. We we what did we recently finish a couple months ago? Um, Haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, that shit. That was scary, but that was great. Well, that was such. If you're if you are a horror, was it really? It wasn't really horror, was it? No, it was. It was. It was like jump scares. If you've ever, if you're into jump scares, I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how badass your boyfriend is. Both of you no, will, but it also will jump. Gave us that creepy vibe too. Like we had to like sleep with the light on one night. Like <laughs> we were both terrified. We had to like fall asleep to friends, and we had to have you a light had to on. Fall one asleep. Night. Don't let me into this. Oh come on! I have an image to protect. <laughs> Yeah, there was a really good. It was a really. It good was show. creepy, and there was a lot of jump out at you stuff. And not in a in a corny way. It was really really well done. Like there's some horror movies that you watch with jump scares that are just like you know they'll they'll get you. But these were just phenomenal. They mm-hmm. they were really really good. It was a really good show. But yeah, that's the problem with you is that when you watch something scary or read something scary like Pet Cemetery. We have to go to bed watching Friends or the lights have to stay on. Okay, because here's what I hate. This is the shit that, like, scares the crap out of me, too. Is like, so in this book, something happens while someone's asleep. That scares the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. Is like, when you're asleep, you're vulnerable. 
you're so vulnerable. And then something just like, like, oh my God. It Okay, so there's a part in the book. I won't ruin, this won't ruin it. Don't worry. But there's a part in the book where like, it's just like, like, oh, this guy was like half asleep. And then like he, he heard footsteps, but it didn't really wake him up. And then he was hearing footsteps come up the stairs. First of all, that just creeps me out. Because I'm just picturing, like, a slow walk. Yeah, yeah. And then they get to the door, and then they somehow, like, get to the bedside table where you're sleeping, and something's rummaging through your bag. And then they could so easily just kill you right there, or do something to you right there. And then the, the thing walks away. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sorry, but I'm a really heavy sleeper. You could probably detonate a grenade next to my head and yeah, I wouldn't so wake up. You wonder how many things could just like like walk in. That's that's really not how it works. We we live in a nice safe town. One of the safest towns that you can't live in. We really we really needed like a German shepherd. That's kinda what I think we need, an attack German shepherd. I'm waiting. <laughs> she keeps trying to push me. She keep, she keeps trying to push me for a puppy, which again is in our lease that we can't have. So Yeah, but they're nice people. They, they also they said we, we were only looking for one person. We only want one person. That's Guess what? okay. All right. Here I am. It, it, it's Bitches. it's a jump <laughs> it's a jump to go from one person to two people to then a dog. That's a little family. We're quiet. We keep to ourselves. We are, but not if we get an attack German Shepherd. That's what I really want. I don't want any dog. I don't want a Little tiny cute little German Shepherd. I don't want a little golden retriever. I want an attack German Shepherd. So that like when I put it in the car, like when I have it riding along with me in the car and I go inside quickly on a cool day with the windows cracked a little bit. So the dog's fine. Thank you. And I go in to buy some guacamole at Stop and Shop for $18 million. Anybody who walks by the car will just viciously bark at him and scare him half to death. Like all the times it's happened to me and I've been almost peed myself. So why don't we give, uh, we've, we've, I, I've liked the, the new style of just kind of rolling, though I do like structure, and I think we, hopefully maybe we'll have some episodes with yeah, some, some more structure. I just felt like last week's was no, like, I get it. jam-packed with stuff. Yeah, we want to mix a little bit more. Yeah, I yeah. want it to be like, something easy to listen to, not something where you're like, trying to like, figure out the ingredients. She did bring that up to me and, and talked a little bit about that, and I do agree with her because there are podcasts that I listen to myself that are just a hundred percent all the time, just learning, 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 and that can get a little boring. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about? Let's just spend maybe a minute, if you want, or, or two, on which will probably end up more, but on waking up early because that's something that you and I have been doing somewhat by choice, somewhat just because we're forced to, because you decide to wake up eight hours before your work starts. Because it takes you eight hours to get ready. It takes you 30 minutes to get ready, but it takes you the rest of the seven and a half hours to kind of wake up and decompress. <laughs> so um, I know this morning, why don't you talk about what you did this morning? This morning, I didn't want to get up. No, you didn't. So every day I'm setting my alarm for 540. And let me tell you, last week, it just wasn't happening for me. I just kept sleeping in till like 7 30 8 o'clock which was really like bumming me out it like made me feel bad that I was doing that so this week I was like you know what I'm doing it no matter what I'm getting up 
even if I don't work out, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to do it. Yesterday, I mean, I was awake, but I was like laying in bed till 7 o'clock. And then I finally got up and showered and did all my stuff. But then I had like two whole hours to just sit here and like do nothing, which I really like doing that because then I'm feeling like I have some time for myself and everything's good in the hood. So I felt good. Um, This morning, I was just like, so I have been like on... I wouldn't call it a diet, but I've definitely been just, like, follow, like watching what I'm eating more and making healthier choices. So I've been kind of bummed out that I'm not, like, really losing any weight. So I was like, all right, like, let's try to kick this into gear, shall we? So I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's do a workout this morning. Which, mind you, it was only 30 minutes, but I still felt... Only 30 good. minutes? Girl, that's good. A lot of people can't even do 15. Yeah, Give yourself but- some credit. But, like, I'm, like, an hour work outer, if that makes any sense. No, nope, it doesn't. Sense. Okay. Yeah, so I got up. I was kind of following this workout video I found, but then I was just, like, no, there's a lot of jumping. Tyler's in the other room. Like, don't want to hear my <laughs> whale butt jumping I, up and I, down on the ground. I told you that I had headphones in. I told you. You can I still said, feel the vibrations. That's not true. It and rumbles. I don't pay attention, and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just did some, like, leg stuff. I did a whole bunch of stuff, really, but I just was focusing on, like, keeping my heart rate up. So it really didn't matter what I did. I was just, like, getting that heart rate up. Yeah, it made me feel good. And then I took a shower, got ready. I was ready by 7.30. It is now 8.42. Then what for you... Got you out of bed. Because I have some tips for... Because I think that's a, a, a... With any millennial, especially, it's tough. Can I be honest? Yeah. My book. So, Your there book, was... You, I, didn't ask, I didn't ask the question. You did. Did I? You said, what for you gets you okay. awake in the morning? <laughs> I, had, I told you guys what I wanted my New Year's resolution to be was to show up. And I was reading my book yesterday, and I've also been seeing it online, too. So I follow... So the girl that got me going with Arbon has an Instagram, and she has, like, 60-some thousand followers. Is it really that many? Yeah. Wow. I follow her, and she's just, like, been really real on her Instagram lately. And I feel like... You know whenever you, like, listen to someone's story, like... This used to happen to me, too, whenever I had a Twitter. I would read someone's tweet and immediately think it was about me. And that's what's been happening lately with... That's a whole podcast, social yeah, media. Yeah. With yeah. Um, her Instagram stories lately. It's just like, I feel like she's speaking to me, and it's been making me feel kind of bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost like, I'm like close to following her, because I'm like, shit, girl, why do you have to, like, point me out like that? Stop speaking to my soul. Yeah, but, no, like, I, um, I also read it in the book, so I was like, all right, this is a, this is a sign. Like, the universe is telling me I need to fucking push my ass. Mm. With Arbon, I've been, I feel like I haven't been putting enough effort into it. And that's my problem, is I always feel like I can do more. So... I'm, like, watching these videos, and 
Her name's Annie. Annie's been just going on and on about how, you know, you just, if you commit to something, you need to commit. You need to, like, put your effort in and just show up. And I'm like, shit, she talking to me. And then I read my book, and Rachel's like, you need to, like, put, I forget the wording she used because it was really good wording. But it was one of the chapters she had. And she was just like, you need to just, if you're going to do something, you need to commit to it. You need to just, like, go for it. And I'm like, god damn it. The universe is screaming at me. So, yeah. So, honestly, this morning. Oh, oh, oh. It was, um, it was something about, like, making a promise to yourself. So, it was saying, like. God, this could be like a whole nother podcast, really, though. We're coming up with ideas as we talk. The way Rachel worded it was, if you tell yourself something, um, you need to commit to it. So if you tell yourself you're going to get up at 6 and that alarm goes off, but you don't get up, your subconscious sees that. And your subconscious remembers that. So when you consistently not stick to what you promise yourself you're going to do, your subconscious keeps remembering that. And that becomes like muscle memory for you. So if you tell yourself something, so like, for example, she even said, if your friend tells you she's going to meet up with you to get margaritas, but then right before you're about to leave, she bails on you, you remember that. And you say, all right, well, it was just this one time. But if she does that every time you guys try to hang out, you're going to not hang out with her. You're going to not try because you're going to feel like she can't commit and you're going to feel like she just doesn't want to hang out with you. So that's the same thing when you're dealing with promising yourself something. So, for example, I told myself I'm going to show up. And I feel like I haven't been showing up enough. And I feel like my brain is now remembering that. So I want to make sure. So this morning, I remember that. I remember I read that. I remember Annie yelling at me on Instagram. And no, she was not yelling at me, but it felt like it. Um, I was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this for myself. I need to show myself that I can show up. And that's why I did. Well, that's, that's awesome. So that was a lot, and I'm not sure I worded that, like, the best way possible, but breaking it down, like, you just need... If you're going to tell yourself you're going to do something, you need to do it, because it's the same no as excuses. if... excuses, yeah. Yeah, it's the same as if somebody else tells you they're going to do something, and if they break their promise, like, that sucks, that hurts, mm-hmm. and, but you remember it. Well, and a lot of people, too, wait for stuff. I'll 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 start my waking up next week early or I'll start my diet tomorrow or I'll return that Amazon package in my case, which is my biggest problem because I always forget to return the Amazon packages and the return by date expires and I have to contact them. Well, what was also cool, sorry, I'm sorry, continue your thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I've listened patiently while you went with your spiel. Keep going. I really took the momentum out. I thought you were done. Um, but that I think people do wait, and, and I, I will say she did an awesome job of, and and I I understood where you're going. With that you covered the more the mental aspect of it, the 
more the physical part of waking up early and getting the stuff done and, and starting your day off right is you have to put in the prep work to get yourself there. You can't just say to yourself, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning, but go to bed at midnight. You have to put in the sacrifice to be able to go, okay, I'm going to get in bed at 9 o'clock with the lights out to make it easier to wake up. And and for me, I, I think both of us use our, our watches to wake us up with vibrations. We also have audible alarms. Um we also have a bucket of water that pours on our head. Whatever works for you to wake up, you know, use a couple different things. There's so many resources out there. If you can't figure out how to wake up on time or get out of bed in the morning, it's it's really that's that's a teenager thing. It's if you're in, it's a mental thing. For 100%. If if you can't wake up, if you're if you're past the age, if you're out of college and you can't wake up at six o'clock in the morning, you're just giving yourself excuses. Um, there's so many tools, there's so many ways to train yourself to get out of bed. It's really not that hard. You just have to, when you get it from me at least, uh, I'll, I'll give the more practical advice in terms of just, you know, physical stuff you can do. As soon as your alarm goes off, get out of bed. Do something. Go brush your teeth. Go. Even if you just go to the bathroom. Yeah. Go get, but don't get back in bed. Go find a chair to sit in. Uh, go find a porch swing. Uh, go outside and sit in a sailboat, whatever it takes to get you out of the warm bed, go ahead and do that. Because that, if you get back in bed or if you stay in bed on your phone, that's another really cool thing to, uh, good piece of advice is don't sleep with your phone in the same room that you sleep with. Um, don't, don't keep it next to your bed. I know, I know you're looking at me. I know I have the bad habit of listening to podcasts or watching mash or something like that. When I go to bed, I'm not, I'm just giving the people advice. I'm not saying I follow. I'm just saying you said, you said don't sleep in the same room. You said We all here. know that I can't speak English, okay? <laughs> well, I just wanted to say one more thing on the topic that I was talking about too because um, she gave an example of like quitting Diet Coke because she used to be obsessed with soda. Huh. So once like. she quit Diet Coke, she said she used that for every other promise she told herself. So like she's like, at least I know I... Because she went like 30 days without having a Diet Coke. And she said for her, that was huge. Because mm. she used to have like several a day. And then she tried to cut down to one per day. And she said that was the hardest thing she ever did. And then she once went 30 days without it. And after that, she said she never got a craving for it. Anything like that. But she said once she quit it, she used that for every other promise. So if she made herself another promise, she's like, well, I quit Diet Coke so I can do this. Mm. Because it's all about the little victories. So, like, if you feel like you're not keeping one promise to yourself, just tell yourself, well, I kept this promise to myself. I can do this. And then she kept, she helped, that helped her keep going. That's good advice. Yeah. And, and that's, too, why waking up at 6 in the morning or 5 in the morning or whatever you want to do is so beneficial. Because when you can wake up at 5 or 6 in the morning, whatever works for you. Um, If you can start that day off early and start by doing something positive, start by doing something and accomplishing something, the rest of your day is going to be so much easier. I know for me yesterday, you know, I woke up at quarter to six and I got ready. I got out of bed a little bit, took me a little bit, but I did get out of bed and I went and ran a few errands in the morning, dropped the Jeep off and I came back and sat down at my computer to work at 10 o'clock in the morning and felt really super productive. And if you can start your day off right and you're not waking up super tired and you're not waking up and you feel like a slug for staying in bed with your phone for an hour, your day is just going to be a whole lot easier. Everything you have to do for the rest of the day is going to be just exponentially better. Sets the tone. Yeah, it does. It sets the tone. So hopefully 
we've given you some advice. Yeah, um, boy. We found something we could go off on. Yeah, there's a me. lot of things that we can <laughs> we can go off on and have, a, and that's why we have a podcast. Um, so, because uh, we like to rant. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Oh yeah. Um, so the whole reason he we brought that book up is because Tyler over here decided oh God, to um, take a sticky note and put right butthole on it and put that over you face. Just said butt. Not over her face. That's not what happened. So the, All right. The, so it says, girl, wash your face. So I took a sticky so note and I cut it to cover the face. Butthole. I wrote butt. We got to say butt. You wrote butthole. Okay. That's and it sa- now says, girl, wash your butthole. Listen, you knew that living with me would be an adventure. And I think I have, have uh, I've kept through to my promise with that. So I have. there's a lot of rubber ducks in the house. There's a lot of antics that go on here, including covering up. And altering the titles of your book. That's it. Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, that is the reason we started talking about that book and launched into a couple different things. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, this is the third one. And we have ads, too. We've made um, we've made like a total of like 25 cents off of the ads so far. Woohoo! So we are rocking Piece of gum, here I come. That's right. We're going to go spend that all at the Dollar Tree store. So... Um, yeah. My coworker gave me 50 cents yesterday. Wow. So if you want to put that toward the podcast fund, we have a total of $75. My coworker keeps coming up to me and he's like, Where's that $100 million you owe me? Because he's clearly joking. And then I was like, What about the money you owe me? You owe me billions. And then he's like, I'll give you, I'll give you 15 cents today and the rest tomorrow. I was like, Okay. And he ends up giving me two quarters. And he's like, go buy you something, yourself something nice in the vending machine. And I'm like, thanks, George. I love that, man. Well, uh, yep, to everyone it. listening and to George, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.